Welcome to Joyful Projects, where we explore the secret to real excellence in transforming our ideas into a reality. Hi, I'm Paul Armstrong, and this podcast, well, it's for those of you who are sincere about what it takes to accomplish what we usually call a project, okay, in a meaningful way. Because what's a project? It's when we transform an idea into a reality, and we're usually on it with a group of people, a project team, right? And I'm sharing what I've had the blessing to learn over a lot of years from being around a lot of teams. So you're going to hear a lot that echoes what you find in a lot of books on project management. But here's the real reason I like sharing what I've learned. I found that to understand and apply what truly accomplishes ideal projects, not found in the management books, it's found in what I believe is the truth, namely God's word. So we're going to take Sunday's message and apply it to our Monday mission in what I think you'll find is a refreshing, helpful way, especially if you're in a role of leadership or influence on your project team. I'm delighted you've tuned in. Of course, I'd appreciate if you subscribe, uh, sharing and commenting, always helpful. And if you're new, you might want to start at episode number one. This is a series. And if you want to learn more about me, go to enablingjoy.com. Right now, let's just get moving. We're on episode 14, Define. It's what your decision is supposed to do. Where are we so far? Remember, we're, we're kind of like getting into the thick of the life cycle of the project, the journey, what I called the movie. Remember, you're the director of this movie, and so we're able to be very proactive in how we direct this movie. We're not a we're not a victim of what's happening. We're proactive. We're defining our ability to respond to the dynamics of the project life cycle, and we started with this ideal approach, right? So it's I D E A L. We did the three I words, which are invite, indoctrinate. Okay, initiate, all righty? Now we're on the D words, and we started with dialogue. It's the learning conversations. It's the perfect match for what we call the storm phase in the team dynamics because we want to be able to be better tomorrow than we are today. So it's not a function of defending our turf. It's a function of learning, okay? The dialogue. And when we have those true learning conversations, what's the fruit of that? Huh, learning. So we discover stuff about our processes. We discover stuff about our people, about our preferences, our passions, our purpose, okay? And now it's time to sort of maybe put some lines in the sand. And so you might have thought that the next D word would be decide. And yes, decisions are going to happen. But really, let's look at the purpose of those decisions. Those decisions define what we're going to hold dear, define our path ahead, They're going to define who we are and how we go about transforming this idea into a reality. Let's step back for a second. You know, for a lot of folks, especially folks who are not familiar with God's word, they think the gospels are like some new moral code. Okay. Yes, there is moral stuff in there. But really, is that the preponderance of what the gospels, the good news is? What is really the good news? The good news is that God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Okay? That's pretty dramatic, isn't it? So when you look at the Gospel of John, overwhelmingly, it is about who Jesus is, the Son of God. Okay? Overwhelmingly. Even the Gospel of Matthew, which has so much wonderful words and and teachings from Jesus that let us see the will of God and how to live it. Two-thirds of that gospel of Matthew is really about who Jesus is, the Son of God, the Son of David, the Promised One, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Christ. 
Wow. Okay. So let's not lose sight of that. Let's not lose sight of that in a rush to just think that, oh, the purpose of the dialogue was to come to a decision. No, the decision's next. But the purpose of that decision is to define. Well, what do we use to define? Okay, we're going to have three things. One is our goals. Our goals, right? <laughs> what are we striving to be beyond, you know, the goals that are more than just let's be on time on budget? Also, we're going to define our drum beat. That's pretty cool. And we're going to probably define, okay, how are we going to know whether or not we're doing well or not doing as well as we'd like? Okay, let's go to the goals part. In a lot of literature, you'll see that um, <laughs> a ton of stuff out there about goals. But a really popular one are called SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. And yeah, they're pretty handy. And the S-M-A-R-T stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and time back. But guess what? SMART goals really aren't that great for highly dynamic processes like innovation, like process improvement, and like a project, okay? A project is a highly dynamic process. Okay, that's why we call it a life cycle. That's why we call it a drama. It's a movie, okay? Things are going to change. We're going to go from concept, an idea, all the way out to a reality, a thing, a deliverable. So I'm going to offer up a better way to think about how you formulate your goals. And they're called clear goals. And I love it because clear implies we can see it. Okay, we can see it. Smart. Eh. So what is clear? C, collaborative. We are a project team, Okay. And, and what we need is goals that we all are committed to co-laboring on, okay? So they have to be collaborative in nature, okay? Limited, okay? Uh, hey, we got to recognize the loss of, of the, our body, of our time, of, of everything. So they've got to be limited. And so, therefore, we concisely define them knowing that life changes, okay? So they're put into a certain time frame. I love this one. Emotional. Okay, E. Emotional. I, I can even give you probably a better way to give the E. How about, is it joy enabling? Is it excellence engaging? E. All right. The A. Appreciable. All right. You know what? It's not a one and done. Goals build on themselves, build on each other. Okay. And so what you need to really understand is, that there's milestones along the way. So these goals are very frequently milestones. So they are appreciable. And then the last one's pretty critical. You don't want to just put your line in the sand and then cast it in concrete, okay? That's kind of dangerous. And there's a lot of stories out there. That's, that's sort of what some people say is the reason that General Electric is no longer in the Dow Jones, is that the strategic plan was like cast in concrete. And what happens when it reaches its end so the last one is refinable. You want to be able to update these goals, all right? So think about making clear, C-L-E-A-R, goals, all right? What else are we talking about? Well, we're talking about this is the time you define what tools you're going to use and what represents, yep, this is good. Whoops, we need to get better. So the schedules, the project management tools that have to do with cost variance and budget control, okay? The agendas that you use, the, the charts, the pictures, the status reports. Now, those are also done in a dynamic way. And those are usually your periodic, routine team meetings. 
And that is your drum beat. What do you want to make sure that you touch base on daily, maybe if it's a high speed, big project, maybe once a week? I can't believe it would be as far away as once a month. That's a long time. But the drum beat is the underlying rhythm that helps hold the melody together, right? Well, remember, in enabling joy, one thing is connect, okay? And so in a project, what's true today probably won't be true tomorrow because we make progress, right? And so the folks need sort of this drumbeat to connect to. It's that underlying rhythm that we can connect to. And in a great piece of advice from Patrick Lencioni on meetings, the idea of a drumbeat is that it's a meeting that should be a given time in length, and you never change from that. So if you say 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes. And the agenda is the same agenda. So that you know that you're going to talk about such and such for 10 minutes, such and such for five, such and such for five, such and such for 10. It's the same. So it, in a lot of ways, replicates the format of our evening newscast, okay? It doesn't go into depth. I've met a lot of teams that what they actually do is they schedule 30 minutes for the drumbeat meeting, and then they have a 30-minute window on the other end that you're allowed to reserve a part of if you want to discuss something in detail. So it's sort of like the thing on the news where, you know, there's a big news event. They say, blah, 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 blah. You know, stay tuned for the special report. <laughs> and so that's what you have is you, you actually reserve, have a little window that people can reserve a spot on. So that's what we're defining, our goals. How are we going to look at our progress, okay, in terms of schedules and charts? And then what is our drumbeat? How often are we going to meet? What does that agenda look like? That's what we're defining, okay? You know, it's, it's kind of neat. When you think about the Hebrews when they leave Egypt, right? When they leave Egypt. And they're all like, oh, we're out of here. We're out of here. No more saves, you know? And they're picking up stuff, head over to the Red Sea, end up in the desert. And it's not too long before they're sort of like, whoa, what happened here? What are we doing here? Oh, we're thirsty. We're hungry. And they're sort of complaining to Moses. And there's a 40-year a period. You realize that God then, through Moses, helps the people define who they are, how they're going to worship, how they're going to live, how they're, what they're going to hold dear, how they're going to have their society, how they're going to have their families. Wow. Well, that, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Okay. And again, taking a lesson from what the gospel writers found to hold dear, defining our relationship with God made man, the word made flesh. And they spend a lot of time, a lot of time helping us to know Jesus. Because by knowing Jesus, we know how much God loves us. That's why when you look at the gospel accounts, it's remarkable how much is spent on the passion compared to the amount that's spent on the resurrection and the post-resurrection. Wow. Because the passion is a gripping account of the love that God has for us and the relationship of the Father and the Son. So we on a very tiny, tiny scale take a lesson from that. And we apply how God defines who we are with how we probably want to define how we want to be a project team on a journey Enabling joy, engaging excellence, getting it done in an ideal way. All righty. 
Well, I hope this was helpful today. Can't wait to our next one. We're going to move to the letter E, okay, as we walk through the word ideal. Meanwhile, you take care. Have a good